Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 74 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam with Bowser Consulting. In this episode, we're going to talk about training. In fact, we're going to talk about the wheel. That's right. The wheel. Okay, not actually the real wheel, but why we feel like... The wheels on the bus? The wheels on the bus. They do go round and round, Sam. I want to talk about why the collective we, whether you're a supervisor, a GM, a new shift leader, a franchisee, why we, the collective we, believe that we have to create something new when there's easily 10,000 versions of it out there all the time. I know why. I've got the answer. I know. And that's why we're going to talk this through, Sam. So let's talk training. So um, these wheels you speak of and people recreating them because apparently round isn't good enough. Give me some more insight. Tell me exactly what you're talking about. Personally, I came across this and, and just did it myself as well because I've been out here doing a uh, manager boot camp with uh, Mike Rompel and his Islands to Salt Lake team for the last technically six weeks because I, I went home for two weeks over Christmas. And I've been collecting opening checklists and closing checklists there's checklists and pulse. Everybody has their own. Yes, they do. Not only does everybody have their own, but sometimes they have multiples. But then the trainer in me, they rarely use them. That is also correct. Because they don't need to use them. So they think. Have we talked about the, um, the checklist manifesto lately? The checklist manifesto? No. So it's a book and I read it, gosh, maybe 10 or 12 years ago now. And it's, it's a really dry read, which is why I haven't suggested it. But, but in it, they, they strongly advocate for checklists. So, Sam, here you go. Here's the checklist manifesto in a nutshell. And our stores fit this 100%. Did you know that every surgeon, when they go in to do a surgery, has a checklist to follow? Gosh, I would hope so. Right? You would think, right? According to the, um, the lead nurses who are the, the, the main assistant for the surgeon, how many surgeons follow the checklist each surgery? I'm going to say this before I give you my answer. I'm glad we did not record this episode prior to my latest surgery. You're, you're 100% correct, but continue. I'm guessing not enough. 8%. Wow. 8%. Now, let's talk this through for a second. If the doctor screws up, does it affect the doctor at that moment any? Not at that particular moment. Nope. If they injure you... They might get sued later, but 8% of doctors complete their pre-op checklist. Let's go into another profession real quick. Pilots. Pilots. How many pilots do you believe complete their pre-flight checklist? Now you just got me scared because I fly more than I have surgery. It seems like every time that I get on a plane, I look into the cockpit just to make sure somebody's there. And it seems like they're doing their checklist. That is 100% correct. It is more than 99.99% of pilots do the pre-flight checklist. Oh, thank goodness. I'm on Delta's website right now about to cancel my next flight because you're freaking me out. But think it through. If the pilot doesn't do the checklist and the plane breaks mid-flight, oh, 
Hey, hey, I see where you're going with this. We do the checklist if there's something in it for us. 100%. And the checklist manifesto, that's the entire crux of the book, is that we do checklists because if we don't, we are going to be harmed or injured. We don't do checklists because if we don't, they are going to be harmed or injured. And it doesn't really matter to us because we are a terrible, cynical race of beings. So that could give us some <laughs> insight into this whole day shift versus night shift problem that happens in some restaurants. 100%. If I'm the opener or I'm the closer doing the opening checklist, if I don't do it, who does it actually affect the next shift? Yeah. Wow. And I would wager the people that do an opening checklist or follow the same process all the times are the ones in the higher volume, consistently busier stores. Because when you haven't done your pre-open checklist, your opening checklist, whatever you want to call it, you've gotten your tail kicked. It affects you now. And that's a miserable experience. So you change, you do something and you probably follow the checklist. So I like where you're going with that. I'm going to throw something else at you out there. I know it's been a week since we recorded episode 73, but what if we mix in the six working geniuses as well? Do you think that if one of your working geniuses is tenacity, that you're more likely to do the checklists? Oh, 100%. And if it's wonder and invention, you're more likely to destroy the checklist, break the checklist, figure out what works and what doesn't in the checklist. 100%. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Continue, sir. All right. So now, now the trainer in me, the trainer in me knows I need a checklist and the trainer in me knows I need the same checklist because I want to only train one way. I don't know about you, Sam. I don't know if you say it. I know I do all the time. I say every store is the same, yet every store is different. I would agree with that. I don't know that I say it, but I absolutely agree with it. I mean, I've been out here in Utah a ton and I've had plenty of GMs tell me, you don't understand my store is different. Like it's really not. The orders come in, you make them. They either come in and pick it up or you put it in the bag and your driver delivers it. Oh, and by the way, your sales are enough that we know what you're going to do within a couple orders every shift. And like last night, it was 50 degrees here after it snowed and rained sideways for the better part of December. It's 50 degrees in January in Utah and sunny. My intuition told me, oh, yeah, it's going to be slow tonight. Right. And amazingly, it was. No way. Crazy, right? Unbelievable. Now, where do checklists come into this? Sam, how long have you been doing Domino's? Since 1984, which is coming up on 39 years. That's amazing. And you don't look a day over 60. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> That's my friend Drew Helmholtz, who never misses an opportunity for a jab at me having more trips around the sun than he does. I think he's just jealous. And because you're a galvanizer and I'm not, and it kills me all the time. Have you opened stores before, Sam? Um, a couple times, yeah. Have you closed stores before? Once or twice. When you've done it often, open stores a lot in a row, closed stores a lot in a row, do you get into a system and a routine? I do. And I'm going to let you continue and then I'll jump in with my thought. Okay, cool. I'm just guessing between you and I, you have closed or opened stores way more often than I have. Well, that's because I'm older. Thought I'd get the jab in first. Actually, it, it, I, I wasn't even going in that direction. 
I purpose like you wanted to be in prep school. I purposely pulled away from prep school. All right. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very much. Let's get in with the GMs. Let's make pizzas. And I'm very much. a Let's do the leadership. Let's do the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get where you're going with that. I'm going to give you a pass on that jab that you didn't even throw. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't even trying. But my point is, I, I right now need a checklist because with the app and DSS and the manager dashboard, I legit probably hadn't opened a store on my own or trained someone to open in a decade, Sam. So I'm going to jump in here and help you with your argument because you're doing a great job of making an argument for checklists for guys like yourself that don't do it on a daily basis. Where I got to where I was still doing it on a regular basis and I still wanted a checklist was that my checklist was in my head for the longest time. And I would walk through like I'm making a pizza and that's how I would do my checklist. But what I started to find out was if I was going through my mental checklist and the phone rang, I had no idea where I was in the checklist. And I either had to start from the beginning again or hope I picked it up at the right place. Whereas a physical checklist or, you know, something on a tablet that you're using, uh, a Zen put or something similar to that, then I can get interrupted from my process and I can go right back to where I was in my process. And that's where I really became a huge fan of checklists because early in my career, I was like, I don't need no stinking checklist. I open the store six days a week. And that's just it. And that's, that's exactly where I wanted to go. I need one right now because till probably August or September of 2022, I could count on one hand how many times I've opened a store in the last 10 years. Wow. It's just not something. It's not something I did. It's not that I didn't want to do it. Well, it was kind of that you didn't want to do it. Let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. 100%. But the point here is now I'm, I'm asked to, to teach folks how to open and teach folks how to close. And I'll be honest, teach folks how to run a rush. I'm all in that. I'm running, you know, market leading delivery times. I'm not even breaking a sweat. That's not a problem. But Sam, I had to think for a second. I'm like, holy crap. When's the last time I really legit opened? I mean, I've counted food. I've taught people how to count food. I've taught people how to run inventory, work inventory, adjust inventory. When's the last time I actually closed? I probably need a checklist. In me doing this, I collected all of these checklists. But why do we do the checklist, Sam? What's the purpose? Well, for me, there's a couple of things. One, we're so excited about creating these metrics that make people's eyes pop out. And to me, the easiest way to get through the rush is to make sure that you're ready for it. The easiest way to get that first order out of the out of the store quickly is to make sure you're ready for it. And the easiest way to make sure you're ready for it is to have a checklist. And so that's kind of where my head was at was I spin the checklist to the participants as this affects you. Because if I go to the, this affects you, it has a pull. Now I also, Sam, I cheat. Say it ain't so. I do. I do. So occasionally I, I may slightly manipulate my participants. No. So I did, I, I've done this four week boot camp, rush, then open, then close. So I do the rush first because I have a checklist for the rush. But if we didn't follow anything at open, how much work do they have to do to get ready for the rush? Too much. Correct. And that's exactly what we saw on the first day. And all of them were like, we could have done a lot of this before three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, yes, yes, we could have. 
<laughs> Welcome to the game. And here I am doing the opening and the first opening workshop I do. There's dishes left in the sink. There's product left in the un, uh, uncleaned, unplugged make line. And the floor hadn't been swept or mopped. And the people I'm opening with, they're like, um, I've got like two hours of work to do now because they didn't close, right? I'm like, yes, yes, you do. And we don't want to do that to the next shift. I've been doing a, a kind of do this to help you and do this so that no one does it to you kind of mode. Like it's some weird golden rule with shifts, right? Right. Do unto the next shift as you would have them do unto you. <laughs> but it seems to be working because for the opens in the store I'm at beforehand, can't really get in the numbers, but let's say it this way. Their load time and their service times are less than half what they were before I introduced an opening checklist. Funny how that works, doesn't it? As a trainer, I know we need them. And I want to, tr- I want to go to the begin with the end in mind, right? So I have the checklist. I know what the goal is. And I know that the checklist feeds to the goal. But Sam, here's the question I have for you and the larger audience. How do we get to one checklist, like, like the checklist of power, right? You know, the ring of power, one ring to rule them all. How do I get to one checklist that works for 90% of the stores? And, and let me give you an example. In the checklist that I'm using out here, I have an item that says, I have a line item that says to pull the prep reports because I'm a huge fan of an Excel prep report that tells me how many things I need to put in the cabinet. Right. The pulse prep report that tells me how many twists and bites I need. And then the dough projection report. So I make sure I have enough dough. I'm just telling you to pull those three. And then I have a line item like, Three items further, that is now prep for lunch. I'm not telling you how much to prep. I'm letting the reports do that. I'm trying to get to a lowest common denominator point where no matter how busy you are, you might need 10 more minutes to do some prep, but you're going to flow in the same way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. I like it. So how do we get to one checklist to rule them all? Because everyone, hi. I'm the wonder and invention guy. If you created a checklist today, Sam, and gave it to me, I 100% guarantee it would be different when I gave it back to you. All right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, seems like there should be uh, a place where they could get that. Okay. I will put my checklist out for free. I will 100% do that. I I joke that if there's whatever, 8,000 Domino's pizza stores in the U.S., there's there's probably 12,000 opening checks. And, And here's why, I think. As Domino's Pizza has experienced exponential growth, the challenge we have as with the advent of handheld technology, we are more electronically connected than ever before, but we're not connected individually like we were before. So when you and I came up, we spent time shoulder to shoulder with people that had already learned things and already had resources for things. And I think what's happening in all these stores today is people don't have the same resources. And then if you put on top of that, people that are early on in their journey of becoming a leader tend to think that asking for help is a sign of weakness when in fact it's a sign of strength. So if they don't have a checklist at their fingertips, my guess is their first inclination is to create one instead of asking if there is one. I mean, you'll see on the GM best practices page, occasionally people will say, does somebody have a checklist? You know, my guess is we could figure out where their working geniuses were, the ones that are 
asking for help as compared to the ones that are just trying to recreate this wheel. And the bigger problem, Drew, is they're not just recreating the wheel on checklists. They're recreating the wheel on everything. They're trying to figure out how to make pizzas on their own. They're trying to figure out how to make twists on their own. They're trying to figure out how to do everything on their own. And as much as our menu has changed, the business has not. You answer the phone or you look at the internet order and you make it and you make it correctly and you deliver it quickly and you do it with a smile. And that code was cracked many many years ago and if people would be brave enough to raise their hands and say show me how there are still a number of people in the brand that are willing and able to share that information so to me that's the biggest reason why the wheel keeps getting recreated we talked about like our prior lives right and i did a lot of the learning hub piece for uh, MDP. There's a lot of that because it had to be created for corporate so that franchisees could use it. And I, I wanted full control over that because I ran corporate training. Checklists are in there because I know what the end goal is, right? If I know what the end is, I can build a checklist to build me to the end. Whether it's how to place a food order, how to build a schedule, how to open a store, how to close a store, how to be ready for the rush, how to do a snapshot as a supervisor, how to do a PA, you can call it a job aid, a checklist. There's a guide for you to follow to learn how to do the steps. Yep. I guess part of why I wanted to talk about this was I'm in the wonder and invention phase of there just needs to be one. One should work for 90 percent of the stores. Because they're all basically the same. Yes. At some point at open, I got to load a make line. I got to cut turn equipment on. I have to prep enough food that I can make the first order in a timely fashion. I have to prep for the rest of the day. I have to do some dishes. And I say I, like as the manager, that has to get done. So it's in my purview, right? There are just things that have to get done. And it doesn't matter where you are. In my head, the reason that we decide to veer off and make our own is either to your point, And that's a fabulous one. I am too scared to ask. I don't know where to ask. I don't know who to ask because when I look around, I don't know who the expert is. Or you're just too scared to ask. So yes, Sam, I'll, I'll put my checklist up. When we drop this podcast, I'll have them up on my website. You give me an email, I'll email them off to you. Cool. I, I like it. And so, and the other thing is, so there's some checklists for you, gang, that if you don't have them, um, you can get some, or as, as Sheriff Woody said, if you don't have one, get one. And, oh, that was moving buddies, not checklists. Sorry. But the other thing that I think is important to take away from this is if you're looking for something, anything at all that has to do with the business, you don't have to create it. It's likely out there. What you have to do is be brave enough to raise your hand in the air and say, do you have this? Can you show me how to do this? And then I think you're going to start to see your career move forward in leaps and bounds. And for the listeners, please don't assume that I think a couple episodes ago, I went on a toot my own horn cocky spree of, of this is the way to do it. Well, that's because, um, you know, you are heavy into wonder and discernment. I do like a little bit of discernment. I can tell when something's a good idea or not, generally speaking. Sometimes I get blinded by the shiny object. At the end of it, it's all about the result. And if your checklist 
for you delivers the result you're trying for. And as Sam said, you take the customer's order, you make a great pizza to, to their specifications and deliver it in a very, very timely manner, then you probably don't need these checklists. However, if you're looking at your store and you're like, insert excuse here, right, Sam? I don't have enough people. No one knows what they're doing. My customers are dumb. I actually heard that two days ago from somebody. My customers are dumb. I've heard that. It's not any of that. Start with a checklist. Prep your store and be ready for your store. I don't do anything special. And there hasn't been a store in this market able to beat me in three weeks now. And it doesn't matter what store I go to. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, like I said, the the code has been cracked. And not by me. I just execute the code. I just run the playbook. You know, our friend Anthony says it all the time. You just execute the playbook. The playbook is there. Just execute it. For our listeners, if once we post this uh, podcast, if you want an opening checklist, a rush checklist, or a closing checklist, just put it in the comments of anywhere that Sam, because Sam is generally the carpet bomber for these podcasts. I, I have been known to do some carpet bombing. Anywhere Sam puts it, just right in there. I want the checklist and I'll DM you and I'll get your email and we'll send you the checklist. Uh, I'll put the checklist up on my website uh, for the price of your email. Uh, you can download them. All of them will be for free and um, they'll be nice and pretty and usable. They will not be a Zenput file, but if you know how to put them into Zenput, you can enter them into Zenput if that's what you use. Or you can just send them to your Zenput salesperson and they'll put it in for you. Uh, see, when I worked at Team USA, they didn't. I just did all of it. Maybe it's because they took too long. Well, you could do it both ways. You absolutely could do it yourself. But the last time I knew, Vlad had a team that was was willing to build any form you wanted. And I understand Craig Weiss is on that team now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hey, Craig. How are you? Future friend of the show, Craig Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam, you ready to um, crash the plane? No, wait. No, no. Not crash the plane. Land the plane. Land the plane. Well, we're not going to crash the plane because we did our checklist. See? Look at you. And, and I spared you from having to read the checklist manifesto. Yeah, I did. Um, I did check it out on Amazon while we were recording this. And uh, <laughs> Trust but verify. Good job. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to say that I'm going to trust you and not make that purchase no no so I, I i read it for the two of us and it's not a it would it's totally just holding up a desk but it has useful information in it for for the person like me that occasionally needs a checklist all right captain my captain land this plane all right this has been episode 74 of drew and sam talk training if you haven't already like us follow us subscribe tell your friends tell your family buy billboards share the awesomeness that is the now 30-ish minutes of Sam and I blabbering about how you can be so much more than what you are today. Is blabbering a fair way to put it, Sam? I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't laughed enough in this episode, so I was just going to start making up random words at the end. I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam with Bowser Consulting. As always, gang, go out, sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.